Welcome to the clan! This is a show dedicated to helping singers, songwriters, and indie artists like you create leverage in the music business. This podcast exists because we want you to win. We want you to navigate your way through these rough waters and figure out how to make a living being a songwriter, how to make a living being an artist. That's why we called it The Climb, C-L-I-M-B, stands for creating leverage in the music business. Let me introduce you to my co-host, Brent Baxter. Brent is an award-winning hit songwriter with cuts by Alan Jackson, Randy Travis, Lady Annabellum, Joe Nichols, and more. And he also helps songwriters turn pro by teaching the art the craft, and the business of songwriting. And you can find Brent at songwritingpro.com. Once again, that's songwritingpro.com. And I would like to introduce you to my co-host, Johnny Dwinell. Johnny owns Daredevil Production. It's an innovative artist development company. They help you find your sound, and they help you find your audience. Not only do they develop and improve your artistry, they also grow and monetize your fan base, creating cash flow. Yeah, yeah. Daredevil has worked with multi-platinum artists like Colin Ray, Tracy Lawrence, Ty Herndon, and Andy Griggs, just to name a few. You can find Johnny at DaredevilProduction.com. That's production singular, no S. And you know why there's no S. Say with me. Because, ladies and gentlemen, there is only one Dr. Johnny. I'm not a doctor. I am not a doctor. <laughs> I'm a free man. I'm not a doctor. <laughs> How you doing, brother? Man, I'm doing all right. Doing all right. Yeah, damn it, Brent. I'm not a doctor. I'm an artist <laughs> development company. Oh, right, exactly. Uh, I make hey, artists better. Hey, brother. Well, we are pushing through to the end of March here already. Yeah. We're almost through the first quarter. And, uh, wow, this year's going by crazy. I mean, before we know it, we're going to be in the summer. Mm-hmm. And um, so I want to talk a little bit about managing expectations. I talk uh, with a lot of artists and... When you, whenever you're passionate about something, you're gonna have um, you're gonna have some um, some frustration, right? And <laughs> yeah. I want to talk about some different techniques that we can use to put that frustration into perspective, so mm-hmm. that we're sort of realizing what's really worthy of freaking out about and what's what's where we need to work more. Right, mm-hmm. and so we're. I guess it's maybe some tools that we can use to be more honest with ourselves. Um, I think if you, you know, if you clearly define your music goals and you compare these goals honestly with the efforts that you've put forth towards that career, we're going to figure out how to manage expectations. Right? I mean, are you serious about making a living with your music, or are you a hobbyist? Mm-hmm. There's no either one's fine. Yeah, there's no right or wrong answer. Uh, mm-hmm. But understanding the, I feel like a lot of times people get those skewed. They they get the the effort that they put towards something mixed up with the return on their investment, right? And they want to work like it's a hobby and and live it like it was a, like, like, it's like, a like, like profession, it's a right? Yeah. <laughs> right. So you know, I mean, managing your expectations honestly is a crucial component to just a positive attitude and a general sense of accomplishment in your artistic endeavors. If you know, if you don't manage your expectations intelligently, then it's very easy to get depressed, discouraged, disillusioned. Sometimes, in a positive way, you're disillusioned. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes you're disillusioned in a negative sense. 
and it, you know, with your career. And our artists get disheartened, dejected because they're just improperly processing data. I think a lot of times. And sometimes uh, part of my job when I come in with different artists is to remind them, hey, uh, just today, in fact, I had a, a, a conversation with an artist of mine. We're looking to put to, some shows together. They're, they're early on their journey. And um, he was expressing some frustration with just with some love that he wasn't getting from some club owners. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's like, well, this and that. And I'm like, hey, man, you know what, brother? Like, let's just let's just reality check until we can fill that club out every single time with people and that guy knows he's going to make money, you're going to get exactly the same kind of reaction. So let's not be pissed off about it because really we're just pissed off at ourselves, aren't we? Because we're not (laughs) doing our job. We haven't put those people in there. You know, as soon as we start making that guy money, he's going to be your best friend. So we start thinking about how we're going to make more money and not, why does he, why is he, you know, not giving us the love or the respect that we think that we need because it's all earned. Right. Right. So again, and that just untied the whole knot on his head, like emotionally. He's like, "Yeah, you're right." You know, and you I'm didn't like, take hey, a swing at you. Yeah. I didn't take him. <laughs> well, I was on the phone, but I, I'm, oh, I'm just right, saying, like, you know, I'm just being honest. I'm like, "Hey, look, man. Like, let's let's. The reality is, until we accomplish that particular goal, then this is going to keep happening, and so we just need to expect that, right? And not be offended by it." You know? Yeah, go, okay, this is the expectation until I get this other stuff worked on. Right, until I put a little more effort into it and the, and I see some results from that effort and then he sees those results and that's and then we move forward like that. I mean, it's it's easy to misdiagnose a, like a minor predictable speed bump or pothole in your career as a catastrophic negative outcome. Mm-hmm. And the misdiagnosis, of course, uh, you know, causes a lot of undue stress it adds another sort of brick in the wall of defeat that we're all trying to avoid mm-hmm. um you know my dad the, the marine always just called this making a mountain out of a molehill yeah you know you're turning this into something way more than what it really is let's look at what's really going on mm-hmm. you know now what can we do to change it because this is what we can control is right now you know mm-hmm. we spent a bunch of negative energy Thinking about the last conversation we had with the person that didn't give us the respect that we wanted, how's that productive? Oh, Johnny, I don't just waste energy on like the last conversation I had with someone that was frustrating. I will make up whole conversations with that person in my head that never happened. <laughs> exactly. No, to a degree, I think if you're strategizing, that's a good thing because you're trying no, to work out. This is not. I'm just. I don't know what it is. You're just angry. It, it's it's the devil. I will. I'm not just like me telling them off. No, it's them being jerks to me in my mind at conversations we've never had. And you have the Why? perfect thing to say, right? <laughs> or just got frustrated, and I had to go. That is the devil. <laughs> right. I need to watch my thoughts and not have those. And this is a sidebar. This is not really on topic, but. It's probably relevant to a lot of people. It's, it's totally relevant, though. I and think. go. Why am? What? What? what you gotta be self-aware and go. I'm. I'm getting like physically angry about a conversation that has never happened and is not on the radar of happening. 
Right. Why am I making up a fight in my head? This is such a waste of energy, Whoa. and it's poisoning my mind toward that person for future interactions. It's a devil, Bobby Boucher. <laughs> the devil, Bobby Boucher. <laughs> that's right. Here's you know here's a really good. Um, I mean, that's a great analogy. Like, I think a lot of people do that. We do it with our girlfriends or boyfriends. We do it with our bandmates. We you know we 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 sort of almost. Yeah. Then you come into rehearsal and you already ticked off at the drummer. He's like. What? What happened? Yeah, like, well, I had a good day today. <laughs> and yeah, you're giving what? him the stink eye. From the yeah, like, yeah, I just got here. Because of that thing you said to me in my head that I made up. <laughs> Which, what? Guess what? That sounds crazy. Drum. That sounds crazy. <laughs> you're an artist. <laughs> yeah. So here's a, here's a good metaphor to think about. And this is silly and obvious, but it's silly and obvious because you recognize the oh, expectations. Like yeah. Okay. But... You know, when you purchase a minivan for a family. Oh, gosh, Johnny, you're hitting me where I live. Okay, go ahead. (laughs) You expect that vehicle to seat five or six people comfortably, plus groceries, (laughs) soccer gear, golf clubs. Maybe the kids have entertainment in the car. No, dude, I have four kids. We got the minivan. There's no room in my life for golf clubs. Okay. But go ahead. Well, so minus the golf clubs, but groceries, you get a lot of groceries. <laughs> groceries. And, and, noodles, and some baggage, dude. right? So A lot of noodles. <laughs> and noodles, yeah, and rice. <laughs> exactly. We're getting like the 25-pound bag, I kid you not, in my pantry. Anyway, uh, I, I bet you do. Uh, but you don't expect that vehicle to take 90-degree right turns at 80 miles per hour and stay on the road. No. That'd be foolish, right? Mm-hmm. If you mismanage these expectations of a minivan you're sure to be disappointed and quite possibly dead. (laughs) Which is very disappointing on occasion. Conversely, if you purchase a Ferrari, okay, and you expect that vehicle to outperform every sports car on the road, I mean it better for the price, right? Zero to 60 Mm -hmm. in less than four seconds, superior handling, killer sound system, and you presume that people are going to look at you while you're driving it. Yes. But you don't expect that car to get good gas mileage. You don't expect to pay tolerable auto insurance rates. You don't expect to fit three kids, a baby seat, soccer gear, golf clubs, and a few bags of groceries in that car. No. So if you mismanage the expectations of a Ferrari, you're sure to be disappointed and quite possibly divorced. Right? Yeah, that car is for making kids. It ain't for carrying them around. That's right. <laughs> Getting the opportunity to make kids. That's exactly. Right. <laughs> right. So, I mean, again, it seems silly, but it's obvious because you know exactly what to expect from each one of those things. And so I think this is why I want everybody to come up to 30,000 feet, take a breath. If you just had a real big hit, man, like, uh, you know, a big setback, maybe it's not as big as you think it is. Okay. Mm-hmm. And maybe it is big and maybe it's a good thing because it's there for a reason. Right. But, um, you know, understanding what's the needs, what your needs are, purchasing the appropriate tools and executing properly within the constraints of the tool system creates forward, predictable momentum and leads to a more positive day to day attitude. When my clients come to me and they're like, hey, Johnny, let's talk about marketing and blah, blah, blah. Well, you know, the first thing I tell them is, look, this is not an easy button that makes you famous. This is going to be a lot of work. And you need to commit to it for like two years. I mean, I don't have a contract that makes you commit to anything, but mentally and emotionally and spiritually, mm. they got to commit to it. They don't have to commit to you, but they need right. to commit to the work. They need to commit to the work. That's exactly right. So it's like, because if you don't, you're going to be disappointed, you know? And if that's mm-hmm. the way, if that's, and by the way, this is me vetting them too, right? Like, mm-hmm. I don't want to get into a relationship with somebody who thinks that three months down the road, we better sell a hundred thousand records because that's 
it's not the way it's going to work. And, and they're going to be disappointed in me. And I don't want that to happen. And they're going to be a pain in your backside. Exactly. Right. So, yeah, I mean, I want, <laughs> I'm, I'm setting up expect realistic expectations of this is going to take some work, you know, and, and I'm managing the expectations. So there, again, there's no right or wrong answer to that first question I answered. Are, are, you know, do you want to make a living being an artist or a songwriter or is it a hobby for you? Mm-hmm. But I ask it because all too often I see, you know, again, people confuse. They, they're lighthearted, they're naive, they're poorly executed work ethic with astronomical expectations of a music career. Mm-hmm. You know, I've spent exactly 20 hours of my life writing two songs and, and, and haphazardly recording them in this studio. And I'm really just dejected that it's, I didn't get a cut. Yeah, it's like you're... You went out and you bought yourself a golf cart, and you're really disappointed that it didn't handle like a Ferrari. Yeah. You got a golf cart. What are you doing? Yeah. Invest in more. <laughs> hey, if it gets you from point A to point B, God bless. That's but fine. That's if, a you're golf cart. if you're going golfing, that's perfect. <laughs> so, you know, if you put forth the effort as if it was a hobby, and only to get super upset when things aren't happening, as if it was how you made your living, well, that's mismanaging expectations. Okay. Mm-hmm. So which is it? I mean, you know, getting fired or laid off from a job that you made a living at is painful, right? I don't care who you are. You spend 40 hours of your life at that job every week. And when you lose it, there's a tremendous sense of of loss and defeat, right? And, and the defeat, Even if you didn't like it. Even if you... Exactly. Even like getting dumped by a girl that you're about to break up with. You're like, what? You should How about me? that? What a perfect example of that. You're like, oh my God, all of a sudden you have a different perspective. Like, what? Wait, what's wrong with me? I was about to dump you. Why don't you want me? You should totally want me. Oh my God, I'm a that's catch. so perfect. <laughs> and all of a sudden you're like, wait a second. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm disappointed I'm not with you now. I wanted to, yeah. I mean, the first the first loss of that, obviously, is no more money, right? How are you going to pay your bills? But the second, yeah. and, and this is what you're talking about, is the prideful reaction. You spend all that time doing the work, and all of a sudden, you're not loved, you're not wanted, and you've got nothing to show for it, right? Yeah. And so whether, you're, whether you love the job or whether you don't love the job, uh, it's making your money, and you're serious about that job, aren't you? You're, you're a professional. You show up every day. There it is, right? So, mm-hmm. and and I don't mean like serious with your attitude because maybe the job blows or you're bored, but just you nailed it. And maybe you hate everyone that works there, but you just nailed it on the head. You consistently show up because mm-hmm. if you don't show up, what happens? The job is no longer there to show up to. <laughs> then you don't get paid. Right, yeah. You don't mm-hmm. get the ROI from that. So even the biggest slackers seem to be sort of masterful at doing the least amount of work required to keep the job. Mm-hmm. Right? So maybe you're really lucky and you're smart and you have a day job that you love and excel at. And and still, it's a day job where you bide your time, albeit you're, you're probably more productive because you like it there. Until your artistship comes in, if that's what you want to do, is you want to make a living being an artist. Mm-hmm. So why do so many get people get equally up, or artists get equally upset in their music careers when like one opportunity that you created for yourself, which was met with inferior preparation, fails miserably? Um, you know, we all make mistakes at our day jobs, and we don't quit because we can't quit. Right? We need the job. <laughs> all right. 
and we're scared of losing that job after sometimes we make a larger than usual mistake, maybe, if for nothing mm-hmm. more than facing the, you know, what, the inconvenience of having to find another job and dealing with right. a prideful loss. But but for some reason, why is it different with artists in their careers, Brent? I mean, they don't seem to be fearful of losing the gig as much as they are looking for some satisfactory reason to call it quits. Interesting. You know, is this secretly you if you're hearing my voice? I mean, why is a little speed bump or detour so damn devastating to us sensitive artist types in our careers? Mm -hmm. You know, I submit to you that here that if we all worked on our careers as hard, as efficiently and as intelligently as we do our day jobs, you'd all be making a living doing what you love and what you were born to do. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner. And Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. But there's yeah. that damn conflict going on in our heads, isn't there? Secretly, we're afraid to put that much effort into it because it makes the denial or the rejection a little more powerful, doesn't it? Yeah, and also people don't know what to do. You show up to work, they tell you what to do. They train you. Do this, do that. That's a good point. Clock in here. Go flip this burger there. So, yeah. you know, it's there. It's laid out. And there's, there's instant ROI. It's probably in- there's a process that's probably in a folder somewhere that no one's read in HR, but it's there. That's right. And there's instant ROI. I'm going to get to that in a second. But, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, <clears throat> you know, th- listen, the, the, this is this is a reality. This is just a reality. It's not a saying, and I don't want it to come off sounding trite, but preparation plus opportunity equals luck. Mm-hmm. Right? And so I think that there's, uh, there's so many people sit around, want, you know, wanting to meet that one person get that one break with the publishing company, get that one super great deal. But it's the preparation that makes that opportunity count. When I was, uh, I've told this story before, but when I, when I was trying to break into the music business initially down in Delavan, Wisconsin, we were in the Milwaukee, Wisconsin radio market, and there was a club in Milwaukee. That's the club we wanted to play. That was our first big step was getting in that club. And mm-hmm. we practiced, and we practiced, and we practiced, and we practiced our butts off, like three times mm-hmm. a week, four times a week. 
crazy individually more than that, learning songs, trying to be as excellent as we could be. And when we got that one break to get in that club, it surpassed everything because we just happened to, again, preparation meets the opportunity we thought was to get into the club. Mm-hmm. But the reality was we surpassed that club and went right into another market into Minneapolis and became and got a, a deal to tour because yeah. we were so freaking good from all the work that we had done and just trying to be as awesome as we could be. We weren't just sitting around going, well, as soon as the club calls me, then we're going to get down to business, you know? <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, you know, I uh, think about the first time I had the opportunity to write with like a pro writer that had had a hit. You know, uh, the first guy I got to write with was Charlie Steffel, mm-hmm. who wrote The Fool for Leanne Womack, which mm-hmm. is just Forget classic. About it. It's just a yeah. killer song. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and he's um, had other, you know, cuts as well. I mean, that's, but that's his, you know, his number one. And that had been fairly recently when I got to know him. I was uh, working in the admin, royalty admin department of Blue Water Music, and he was one of the writers of Blue Water. So I was working in the office, right? And he was, and he was one of the writers. And, you know, I got to, I was patient, got to know him as a person. Uh, Brownlee, the the owner of Blue Water, was like, if you want to write with my writers, come to me first. You know, let me serve it up. Let me listen to your stuff, whatever. I was like, I want to write with Charlie. And, um, you know, so he set it up. So we got to write together. And, you know, first first session, I, I brought in the idea. I brought in several ideas, you know, some lyrics and all that stuff. And it went well. And we ended up demoing that song. And, and then we wrote more songs together and we hit it off and, you know, and it was preparation meeting opportunity. You know, I've been writing a whole lot of songs and working my tail off and doing a lot of homework before I got to write with it, a guy who had a hit, you know. And so it was all that preparation and it went well. Was it lucky? No. <laughs> I mean, sometimes it's not in the room. But no, I did a lot of work to prepare for that opportunity. So, I, you know, when I had the chance to sit down with a hit writer... I could get something done. I and at least carry my bring weight to the table. Yeah, yeah. I was at least able to carry my weight. Right. So, I mean, I think if you if we look at that like preparation plus opportunity equals luck, then the opposite math equation is also true, right? Opportunity mm-hmm. minus preparation equals no luck. No luck. <laughs> right. You're like. <laughs> so why are we just upset? Why are we all just you know as upset over the lack of the music business opportunities as we are when we're laid off or fired from a job and we put so much effort into it? You know. I mean, if we if we don't invest much time and zero dollars into our music careers, we should expect a proportionate return. Mm-hmm. Get out what you put in. Yeah, and so it's it's and hey. If that if you can't invest time or you can't invest money or you don't want to invest time or you choose not to invest money, God bless, that's fine. But then you should expect that's going to be the return. Right. You know? And so, uh, you know, some people are like, uh, you know, Johnny, I'm, you know, I bust my butt at my music career and you don't know what you're talking about. And, and I believe that many of you work very hard, but it's not enough. Is it? I mean, it's not enough because you're not working hard enough or you're not working smart enough or both. You know, sometimes we get people get busy just being busy, right? Like, oh, yeah. And, and kind of wasting their time because they feel like they're busy, but they're not really being productive, you know? Right. There's um, a difference between being busy and being effective. Yeah. I mean, here's the self test to discover the truth. If you aspire to make a living at being an artist, are you making a living? You know, if not, you got to work a little harder or a little smarter right. or both. You know, mm-hmm. if you aspire to make a better living, 
at being an artist or a songwriter and you're not making that better living now, then it's uh, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to up the game, right? Mm-hmm. And and if you're a hobbyist and you're making music purely for the joy of the process and you're getting an instantaneous return on your investment then, and you should be happy with that because it's about mm-hmm. the process and the joy of it. And that's all that you need to know. Mission accomplished. Congratulations. Exactly. But don't expect to gain you know serious momentum with your project when you only put forth a random irregular effort of a hobbyist. Just be happy with your happy. <laughs> you know, don't don't get twisted up over the fact that the music industry hates you and the man's holding you down and all this stuff when the reality is it's just, just not doing enough. You know, you're not doing... And this goes for marketing, too. I mean, you got to market the heck out of... you got to market the fire out of the music because it's something that nobody needs. Right. Everybody's got enough music, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and so you're going to have to spend a ton of time if you want to be professional as an artist uh, on top of your day job. And invest some money to get this dream of yours to get to gain some traction. And if you don't make enough money at your day job to support your music habit, then you're going to have to find a way to win with somebody else's money, somebody else's time, or somebody else's support. You know, and what has to happen to make that a reality, right? Like that we talked before about the instant ROI of a job. That's like immediate um, altruism. Like we, you know, mm-hmm. we invest our time at a job, and the boss takes our time and repays us with money. But at the end of the right. week, you get paid. Mm-hmm. Um, you had that negotiated ahead of time. Right. And, yeah. and the difference in this is that there is no immediate ROI, but the ROI is certainly there. We talked a couple episodes about Noah Guthrie on his YouTube. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, 77 weeks of work gets him that big view, with that big video with 24 million views, Mm-hmm. And in the middle there, he funds a $100,000 Indiegogo campaign divided by 77 weeks. It's like 1300 bucks a week that he got for having 77 weeks of faith and a yeah. work ethic. So, um, you know, just keep you know, your head down and grind. It's not a lemonade stand. You're not going to go out and buy three lemonades, squeeze them in, put your toe in the water, and wait for the money to come rolling in to decide to move forward. Right. It's just not built that way. I, I think the like the YouTube video thing is is appropriate because and managing your expectations. We all see the viral one that goes twenty million views or whatever because everyone sees that one. You don't see all the work that goes into that. Yeah. You see, uh, you know, the voice. Somebody pops out of nowhere, great voice singing. Next thing you know, they're famous. They got a record deal or whatever. We don't see all the years of struggle, and so therefore we don't think that there is all that. Right. That you can somehow bypass that. And uh, like my buddy Jason Wilkes, uh, all right. Love with. that guy's videos. Oh my gosh, the last yeah, video uh, was incredible, dude. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to talk about that. Is okay. He's he's going. I'm doing my Wilkes Wednesdays. You know, where I'm going to drop a cover song. He's listening to the climb. Hey, Jason. And how's that song? How's that song coming? Um, and he's he's applying. You know, he massive talent, crazy work ethic. And he's coachable, which is great. And so we're already starting to see him put some of this stuff into action. Mm-hmm. And he's like, all right, I'm going to do my Wilkes Wednesday. I'm going to do my cover song of a current you know, song. He did Kill a Word on his first record. He did uh, what, Not Nice on his second one that just dropped at the, at the time of this recording. And so it's like he he knows i got to do it consistently. I'm going to have to do it for – it's not like, oh, I put out two videos. Why hadn't anyone – you know, why hadn't it going viral? Right. Right, yeah, he's not gonna have that mindset. He he knows. I've worked with in indie artists that did get frustrated that we put out some really quality videos, 
homemade, but still really quality videos of our songs, and they didn't they didn't get traction. Yeah. Well, you got to keep got to keep pursuing it. It's not like you know, and you'd see other songs that were not as good that would go viral, kind of in the same space. You know, mm-hmm. and you listen to them, they go, "How does that have thousands and thousands of views?" And that sucks compared to ours. I don't know. Keep working. Keep working. Yeah. You know, the, the expectation was you do good work, it's going to just go viral. No, you do good work and repeat and rinse and repeat and rinse and repeat and rinse and repeat. And hopefully you build that critical mass and the spotlight kind of goes over to your stack of stuff. Precisely. Precisely. And so, Jason, Jason, we're going to see how you're doing. So you better still be doing those. <laughs> episode well, I'll tell you what, by summer, I mean, he's going to have some views. He's going to have some views on that YouTube channel. It's impossible that he won't. You know, he's, it's, it's he's picking good so songs. So he keeps at it. Yeah, and compelling is right. Like, you guys, if you see this, uh, what is it? Jason Wilkes Music. Wilkes with an E. W-I-L-K-E-S. Yes. Mm-hmm. Jason Wilkes Music, I think, is the YouTube channel. Uh, it, I, it, dude is just insanely talented and the the last song uh because i sent you the text today we were just talking about him like oh man Mm -hmm. that was amazing or it was yeah it was yesterday and then uh you're like i don't know what the original one sounds like and it almost like he's got this southern georgia uh, Mm -hmm. country killer voice you know he's a hell of a picker too um, it, whole thing, acoustic vocal thing going on, and it's his style. But the original is almost like a Caribbean, like toaster or something. You know, my oh, wow. like it's like it's like I, I sent you a link to that, but it's it's yeah. way different. Like he definitely put his spin on it, and I was so proud of him. I was like, yeah, now that he keeps doing that, he's gonna turn some heads. He's gonna people mm-hmm. are gonna notice him. You know why? Because he's freaking talented. And yeah. there's a song that I that I that that I just heard. You know, so good for him. But I know it's gonna kill your business if word gets out that they can just listen to the climb, and you know, execute and get great results. I'm afraid. They, they, your business might go downhill because this is the climb. Well, we bring a whole lot and of connections to bear. If too. they just do, <laughs> you know. anyway. But they're going to get some love from it. I'll tell you that. They're going to get a lot of love. Yeah. You know, you're going to listen. You, you know, you're going to have to create some songs. You're going to have to pay to get them recorded at a professional level because most of you can't. You think maybe that you can, but uh, maybe you don't have the necessary musicianship or the tools to get it done the right way to make a competitive recording. And you know, that's when that becomes the next right step. That's not like day one. I wrote my right. first song. I had to go demo it. Not a good idea. That's <laughs> right. Yeah. Get a bunch under there and then pick from a huge pool of songs. You know Exactly. So we're not saying you have to, we're all at different points along this journey. I don't want someone to think like, oh, oh my gosh, I got to go invest in a demo because I've written three songs. No, that's probably not the right thing for you to do right now. But that's right. You know, invest time. And then as it grows, those come along as steps. Yes. You, know, you probably wise to invest in like coaching and education that's right your chops that's right like a demo right off the bat but anyway sorry listen to something you can probably find a bunch of that stuff online i mean you can find a bunch of like demos and hear what a quality demo sounds like you know when you get a bunch of songs written you're going to have a better idea better uh, perspective on what it's going to take to make it happen but if you're an artist you're going to need to pay for a producer to get it done you know most of you think you can produce and some of you eventually will but you've all got a lot to learn. Uh, and so when it's time to do that, uh, you, you're going to need to spend some money on that. You're going to need to spend some money on marketing yourself. 
either learning how to market or having somebody do it for you, one of the two. But you, by the way, a lot more money on the marketing than you are on the making of the recording, which is usually the flip-flop that the artists do, right? Every mm-hmm. dime I spent was to make this CD right here, and I have no money left to market it. Well, nobody's going to hear it. Right. So that's just a fact, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, if you choose to, you have the willpower and the work ethic to consistently market yourself, which is totally doable, then you're going to you're gonna pay someone to teach you or get it efficiently done. Otherwise, you continue to have, you can do what you've always done and get what you've always got. It's the same results, mm-hmm. right? So manage, managing expectations in the music business is about constant nonstop preparation for the purposes of capitalizing on all the different opportunities that will inevitably come in the future. There's no tit for tat. There's no quid pro quo. There's no immediate return on investment. The more you work, the bigger your body of work becomes, the more professional that you look, the more you learn, and, and, you know, if you knew all this, you'd be making a living. I mean, that, that, that just really wraps it up, guys. It's just about you're not done working. And the harder you work, mm-hmm. the more results you're going to get. So figuring out how to make time in your life to do that is what's going to change your career trajectory towards a positive way. And, and like in the la- my last episode, which is a couple weeks ago, we just talked about happiness, how we feel that joy, just knowing that we're moving forward on something. Mm-hmm. We're, 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 we're taking a step forward, you know. So um, with that, guys, uh, listen, that's not all. As always, the if you're new to the podcast and you haven't picked up the free uh, Twitter book, I have a best-selling Twitter book. Uh, the code for that is in that book to crack Twitter is the same as Instagram, by the way. So it's it's it teaches you the strategies, the tools that we use to make it efficient and how to gain uh, a thousand targeted followers every single month for like 15 minutes of work. So we get you to be as efficient as possible. The, the, again, book's free. Just go to giftfromjohnny.com. That's J-O-H-N-N-Y, giftfromjohnny.com. And if you are feeling stuck, if you're feeling a little frustrated, you're trying to do this self-marketing thing uh, a lot of times we feel like we get a little overwhelmed and and we're not moving when we should be moving and just a little bit of perspective a little bit of direction can un sort of blow apart that log jam and get that river flowing again and get your momentum back and i'm available to you for consultations just contact me at info at daredevilproduction.com Again, that produ- production is singular. There's no S, so it's info at daredevilproduction.com. And uh, I will look at all your marketing, your all your social media, your YouTube, your web store, if you have one, your website. We'll look at your images. We'll look at the whole marketing package that you got going on and offer up some very, very personalized guidance on what you can do to, to move forward. That is something that we do charge for. But uh, you'd be amazed at what we can accomplish in less than two hours. Uh, you know, it, it's, it's, it, it'll give you a bunch to work on. Believe me, you have a lot of homework. So uh, with that, folks, we brings us to the end of another client episode. We, this podcast exists, again, because we want you to win. We want you to get better. We want you to be smarter. We want you to get your art out there. So uh, keep on climbing. And we'll see you at the top. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football 
FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 